Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Well, uh, I'm not going to intro the show this time. I'm going to throw it to uh, Mike. Mike Wait, and Ben. Are you throwing Sorry. It? Are you, oh, <laughs> thought you were throwing it to yourself. Yeah, that's weird, huh? No, no. Mike and Ben, take it away. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the crossover Two Dudes and an S and the Playing With Power podcast supreme episode. Yes. You will get one one portion on our, our our podcast and one portion on their podcast. So to listen to the whole thing, you got to listen to both, right? Isn't that how crossovers work in, in comics anyways? Yeah. That's how this one's going to work. That's mm-hmm. right. So where, you guys are from Texas? I don't know. I hear, I'm hearing an accent here. Where are you guys from? Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, that's Nash- a bit of an insult to say Texas. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, they like to steal our, our college football orange. That's true. So, so you guys in Nashville or or somewhere out in the we are in the in sticks, East Tennessee, which mm-hmm. I guess is the sticks. So, is that near like Muffreesboro and all that? Even further east, we're like Knoxville. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, very nice. Well, I've been to Nashville, lovely city, and uh, we we drove to uh, Memphis, went to Graceland, did that whole bit part nice. of vacation. I'm sorry. <laughs> was that yeah. before or after it was underwater? I think it's all underwater um, now. Is it really? I'm just kidding. Is it just <laughs> <No>. flooding? <laughs> it's it's not underwater. I just no. made a joke. A, a terrible. It one was too. raining quite a bit, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it's worth seeing once, but uh, it's it's not great. But uh, yeah, so and you guys are in Arizona. I'm in Arizona. I'm in Phoenix. It's and, early uh, there. Yeah, I know. That's why I got, my kids had to be put to bed, and that's why I can only do uh, <laughs> this time or later. Uh, otherwise, they're running around screaming. Um, <laughs> and then Mike here, my counterpart, he is – where are you, Mike? I'm in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> <laughs> a whole other country. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the internet's yeah. a beautiful thing. It is indeed. Crossing borders, crossing shows. All right. So I don't know if you're familiar with our format. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with yours. You guys cover a single Nintendo game 
end to end, about an hour, right? Yeah, about an hour. Yeah. This will yeah. be a little bit shorter because we're going to save our listener feedback section, which is probably a third of the show. We'll save mm-hmm. that for uh, our portion of it. Listen, listener feedback, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, you have listeners? Uh, funny. <laughs> yeah. about we have Ivan, right? We got Ivan, so. We do, yeah. Uh, gentle nod to Ivan for, for bringing this together. This yeah. is uh, This is because of you, buddy. So this is your dream come true. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> so, don't, don't tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> so how the format we're going to do for the, this portion is we're going to walk through uh, the uh, issue of Nintendo Power where the last Nintendo game appears, which is Wario's Woods. So we're going to walk through just through the mailbag portion in the cover. And then we're going to jump right into the Wario's Woods review. And uh, we're going to hand it over to the to the two dudes who are going to take it away and, and uh, we'll, we'll pop in format at that point. Yeah. We'll, we'll pop in uh we're, we're, we're wanted or, yeah, or not wanted. You're wanted as yeah. much as, as much <laughs> as you know, uh, as much as you feel fit. Very good. Yeah, well, we both uh, got into this game just to get a nice fresh perspective to add. We did uh, yeah. an outsider's perspective. All right. So I figured we go ahead and start and uh, we're looking at December of 1994 The issue is volume 67 of Nintendo Power Magazine. The cover art has Earthworm Jim. They're going over part two, which is the ultimate worm code. I know we're breaking, we're probably breaking, this is probably the first time a Super Nintendo game has been discussed on your show, right? Um, In any any depth, maybe. We've mentioned them, maybe. (laughs) Mentioned them. They do exist. So, what do you think of the cover here, guys? I love it. I'm. I, I, let me just, can I just go on? I don't want to go off on it. It's not really a tangent, but it's off the off the beaten path a little bit. I just want to say, in just in general, that this is the first time in a long time that I've actually looked at a Nintendo Power. And I know that's kind of blasphemy, but I just don't make a habit of looking at them for some reason. It's been a few years, and I just forgot how awesome some of like, the art and stuff can be in these things. So, yeah, the cover is one of those. It's, it's just so pretty got, cool. Uh, Earthworm Jim, he is making some kind of big step here, blasting his gun away. He's got grimace on his face. Uh, it's a really nice paint illustration. Can't tell. Some kind of combination. Mm-hmm. Moving on in. in the background. He's, he's moving got like a on in. <laughs> 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 moving. Yeah, there's a cow back there. It's a <laughs> reference to uh, the cow launch in the game, if you remember that, where you could... Uh, there was a big uh, branch or tree that was laying flat on the ground over a uh, ledge, a cow on one end of it. And if you jump on that branch, it just acts like a like a seesaw and, a, and you projectile send the uh, cow into space. I think you mean it's a cow to pult. Cow launcher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's, it's actually you shoot down a, a fridge. That's what happens. You don't jump on it. My bad. Yeah, and he's got like an come. epic... An epic classic ray gun, which is basically like a like a basically like a bullet with a light bulb screwed into it. But uh, really, and I like like there's like a, a hacking pun in the subtitle, the ultimate worm code. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, it's good. Yep. All right, should we move on to the inside cover here? We've got a uh, advertisement here where we've got. Apparently, someone has photoshopped this kid to have a really tiny neck. He's got braces and freckles and red hair. 
and we're in a 90s cap backwards looking at you saying uh talking about nintendo power subscriptions and he's he's telling you about um I'll show you this one trick for mental combat if you help me avoid getting beat up every day. What do you say if forget the club? We'll use your $18 to get matching Sonic notebooks instead. So he's basically trying to to get you to give him the money instead of getting Nintendo Power. It's it's kind of an odd uh, advertisement. He looks like the Shermanator from American Pie, but with braces. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does, actually. I like the fact that he is... Uh, He's calling out Sonic. I'm assuming that's Sonic the Hedgehog and not Sonic the Drive-In. Yeah, maybe Sonic the Drive-In. Yeah, could be. I'd I'd rock a Sonic the Drive-In notebook. Oh, this kid's got like the weakest chin I've ever seen. Yeah, it's photoshopped weird. This guy reminds me of uh, Ferguson from uh, Clarissa Knows It All. (laughs) Nice callback. Thank you. That's that's a reference that uh, is around the same time probably. Oh my God! Given his huge head and his tiny neck, he looks like like a teenage version of Mr. Mackey. A little bit, a little bit. How's about you just give me that money? We can like not do Nintendo Power, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo's <weird>. bad, okay? <laughs> it's it's a weird advertisement. All right, it moving is. on into the next page, we've got an advertisement for the Super Game Boy. Nice. What do you, what are your guys' thoughts, Michael and? Uh, Justin, what are your guys' thoughts on the on the Super Game Boy? Uh, I was a huge fan of the Super Game Boy when I was really? growing up. I had one, and I I loved the Game Boy, but just I when I was a kid, I didn't. It's going to be sound strange because most kids played on the Game Boys all the time, but I liked playing on the TV. I always played on the TV, so even though I had a Game Boy, I didn't play on the Game Boy as much once I got the Super Game Boy because I thought it was awesome to be able to add color to the games and stuff, even though the colors are kind of wonky at times. Yeah, I never, I, I never played it. Never played it. Sad day <laughs> to learn that Justin never played this thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah. schism that ends the show. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, we may not be able to cover Wario's Woods, actually. <sighs> so. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> too, too distraught. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't realize it was going to be in your last episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you anymore, man. That's what I feel like all of a sudden. <laughs> well, uh, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, a Super Game Boy isn't another handheld. It is a Super Nintendo cartridge that you can put in your Super Nintendo, and you can put the Game Boy cartridge in this cartridge. So it's kind of a weird, kind of like a Game Genie would work, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, so you can play your, your Game Boy games on the TV using Super Nintendo controllers. Which and, I think uh, is awesome. It for for games that were made before this came out, you can choose from like a a, a number of, of palettes to use instead of the black and white, um, uh, you know, grayscale palette. And uh, for games that came out after this came out, um, they had the option. The developers had the option of of choosing their own palettes and inserting color into the game. So you can see like a couple screenshots here of Donkey Kong for Game Boy. It looks pretty good. Yeah. And they also have neat palettes like yellow, white, purple, and pink, just in case you hate your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a number of um, – it's not full screen, so they have a, um, a border around it. And you can either make your own border using like paint tools 
or you can uh, use one of the presets they have. And if you have a special game cartridge like Donkey Kong, I mentioned it comes with its own that you can use. Yeah, that was one of my favorite features too. Like some of the games that came out after the Super Game Boy came out had their own mm-hmm. special borders. That was I thought mm-hmm. most of them were pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah DK yeah. has an arcade style border. Mega Man has uh, the Helmet Dudes. Power Rangers. The best part of this game is the border. <laughs> that's that's just that's just a great uh, uh, review for it. Yeah. I have a way with the words. best part of this game is actually has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> no, it, ju- it just shows where all the thought went. <laughs> I think what was it? Space Invaders we looked at in the last issue where it was like an entire game gets loaded up specifically for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that went like the it's not it goes beyond the border. Like there's like the game looks different, completely different if you play it on the Super Game Boy. And it looks so much better. It's like a secret enhanced version. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's reward. That's fantastic. It kind of blows my mind how they were able to design for something like that, too. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. The, the trick was to make the Super Game Boy version take up so little space that most of it was like secret treats. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So that, that's the secret is to make the original real game suck by having nothing in it. <laughs> that right. way you can have a whole bunch of secret treats. Well, it's not a whole lot of Space Invaders, so I guess <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably like wasn't space, a big challenge to- there. More like space avoiders, am I right? Yeah. All right, so our table of contents coming up in the Playing With Power issue. We've got Super Nintendo Games Demon's Crest, which is the third third game in the uh, uh, Gargoyles Quest uh, series. Earthworm Jim Part 2, as we discussed. Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Super Return of the Jedi. Uniracers and Tin Star. And then the aforementioned Wario's Woods for the NES. And then for Game Boy, we have Samurai Showdown, Wario Blast, and Casino Fun Pack. This may be an obvious question. or mm-hmm. This question may have an obvious answer, and I may just be an idiot. But are they color-coded for Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and Game Boy? Yes. Ah. That's how I knew. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why they misspelled Showdown. Oh, that's it's like Shogun. Uh, like Shogun. <laughs> they did that on... I don't know why they did They did it on the Genesis the version, purpose. too. I don't know. There's some reason behind that. I don't know. Marketing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. So we have our, our favorite uh, boy down here. And uh, he the, we have the illustration in the bottom here. And a hand is reaching out of the television set to, to grab him. I'm not sure why. That's kind of scary. Yeah, they have interesting art. You can tell us the same artist has been doing it in recent time. Next up, we got the player's he's, pulse. He's like the, he's like the involuntary Captain N. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like reverse Captain N comes out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we get the player's pulse when the uh, today's banner features a bunch of kids hiding inside cutouts of the letters, kind of like the kids in the locker room from You Can't Do That on Television. And we get to see a bunch of uh, game link cables wrapped around the letters with the Game Boy. And uh, they even threw a girl in there. Good for them. <laughs> it is scary that I thought the same thing you did about this looking like you can't do this on television lockers. <laughs> it's terrifying to me. We've been doing this show too long. We're starting to synchronize. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read this this letter for letter here from Max Johnson, which is one of the best names I've ever heard from uh, Los Angeles. 
California. And uh, he's telling us all about the Donkey Kong Country video, which we just looked at. He says, I went out to get the mail the other day, and much to my surprise, there was a strange leaf-covered box with my name on it. Very curious, I opened it and found that it was a video cassette. Without reading the enclosed brochure, I popped into my VCR and soon found myself scrambling to find my eyeballs because they had popped out onto the floor like everyone else. <laughs> oh, wow. I had seen photos of Donkey Kong Country, but this was totally different. Amazing. Seeing the game in action convinced me that Nintendo is deadly serious about elevating their games above the competition. Knowing about computer graphics, animation techniques, and knowing how powerful and expensive Silicon Graphics computers are, I was doubly amazed that I'd be able to play Donkey Kong Country soon. To be honest, I was getting bored of my video games. I didn't really play them anymore, but this game has stirred up my game craving again. I'm interested in checking out the new generation of 64-bit players, but it certainly makes me feel good that there is still a lot of life left in my 16-bit Super NES. Several of my friends have stopped by and checked out the video, and they couldn't believe it either. It's funny to watch their faces when they watch it. Oddly, I'm experiencing a strange craving for bananas, and I don't even like bananas. It's really weird. But what I wanted to say is thanks, and I hope to see more of these preview videos in the future. And they responded saying, "We're glad you liked the. We're glad you enjoyed the video. It just seemed like the perfect way to show off the game." So I don't know if you guys ever watched this. Have you seen this video? I have not. No, I haven't. No. It it's basically like a guy that is kind of like a uh, um, the non-union stunt double for Polly Shore, um, <laughs> going around Nintendo of America offices, and every every single behind the scenes person he talks to is eating a banana. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. There you go. And, and we so get to see like those beautiful 90s jump, cut, jump cuts where he's like chasing DK around the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what those filters are. You know how those filters where they eliminate any sense of shading where like if a person's chin is like slightly discolored instead of it like being subtle. Now it's like they have a pink chin and a totally white spot on their neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's like reduced all sense of shading and now the colors are absolute. And uh, it's got frames like that, as well as like sped up shots of him chasing DK or like knocking him down, tackling him to the floor. And they even have like, speaking of you can't do that on television, they even have a guy who's just like barf. And he's just like, he's like slapping his spatula against the chalkboard going, okay, we got uh, bananas or gratin over here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give you every single menu item has bananas in it somehow. Quiche bananas, we got banana burgers. It, it's friggin' it's epic. All right. Uh, who wants to do the next letter here? It's really short. I'll do it. Was that really Killer Instinct at the end of the Donkey Kong Country video? Says Tim Melton. Of course it was. Want to see more? That was the <laughs> response. <laughs> That's more, more of a postcard than a letter, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Does anyone want to read the top 10? Let's do the top 10. Mike, you do it. All right. Excuses to use if one game remains and two people want to use it. Number 10. You have to have the barcode battler to play that game. Number 9. That game isn't compatible with any Nintendo system. Number 8. That game is already reserved for me. Number 7. Offer a bribe. Number six, execute a psycho crusher through the person to the game. I'm not quite sure what that means. Number five, take a hostage. 
Number four, I lost a contact lens. Don't move. <laughs> Number three, sneeze on the game. Number two, hey, is that Cindy Crawford? Number one, I'm buying the game for an orphanage. Oh, nice. <laughs> this 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 uh this is kind of random and cheesy, but that's all right. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to do the yeah. next one? Uh, yeah, I can. This is top ten Yoshi's favorite foods. Um, number ten, the Great Goomba Gravy. That's <laughs> uh, that's kind of twisted. Uh, nine, Lakitu Limburger Cheese. Mm. <laughs> Eight, Piranha Plant Pastries. Seven, Buzzy Beetle Breakfast. Six, Super Spiny Surprise. E. Five, Mashed Mega Moles. Four, Bullet Bill Burgers. I, that I like that one. I could probably I could see myself eating a, a Bill Burger. Uh, three tasty turtle treats. Two Dino Rhino Ravioli. I think that's real, actually. Uh, and then mm-hmm. number one, Pokey Pot Pie. Ooh, is that I like Pokey that. from Gumby, or is that no? Like Pokey is the yellow cactus. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'd love to have some uh, Pokey Pot Pie. Mm. Oh, and they even have the editors have left a nice little uh, wall, an insert of wall art that we got to got a, we got a peek of in the Donkey Kong video, and just letting you know that all of that artwork was from you, the faithful Nintendo Power readers have sent in inside the in several of the hallways here at the Fortress of Nintendo of America. Envelope art adorns the walls in giant display cases. We told you your artwork is appreciated. Thanks to everyone who takes the time to trick out the envelopes. I wish that was a little odd. They draw on the envelopes instead of just sending art in the envelopes. Yeah. Which I think that was a requirement, actually. I think that was a thing that they did back then. <laughs> it's appreciated. I mean, it looks friggin' fantastic. Mm. You get to see, like, Bubsy, some Jurassic Park logos, Mario wearing a T-shirt. Uh, can't read what it says. Mm-hmm. But, again, we get to see, like, Pixel Mario as well as regular art-drawn Mario. It's pretty... It's pretty epic. And I think we see Nestor and Wiley Coyote on one as well. I think I remember <laughs> sending some in of my own, actually. I wish I would have kept them instead, because I'm sure they just went into the <laughs> furnace. But, you know. Yeah, <laughs> throw that one away. You don't think it made a wall? No. No? No? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I remember sending in, they had a contest for uh, Mega Man villains, and I sent in a couple of those. Didn't make the magazine, though. Oh, but did you know that the original or Mega Man Two, and I think mm-hmm. we covered this on our show, but uh, Mega Man Two, one of uh, m- many of the villains or the bosses or the whatever they're called, robot masters, uh, mm-hmm. came from ideas that came from people that said sent in. Mm-hmm. So, like they had actually after the first game requested people send some in, or maybe it's the third one. I think it's the second one though. After the first game, they got so many people sending stuff in that they actually used some of them to help them design the ones in, the bosses in two. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I only sent one thing into Nintendo Power, and that was around 1992. I just finished playing Final Fantasy II, and I loved it so much, as well as Super Mario World, that I suggested that Nintendo team up with Squaresoft to create like a, a Final Fantasy Super Mario game, because it would be so awesome. I even sent in a couple of sketches and I suggested that there would be an enemy that's like so bad that even Mario has to team up with Bowser to beat it. And then four years later, Super Mario RPG comes out. Coincidence? I think not. Mm. You wrote some some back back royalties there. (laughs) Yeah. 
I have a similar story, but about the Super Nintendo. Uh, but I don't think mine is as coincidental. <laughs> did okay. you did you send them a letter in 1988 saying they should make like a better Nintendo and call it like a duper super duper Nintendo? I did. Uh, no, I sent them a letter. I sent no. It wasn't to uh, Nintendo. It was to a claim, a claim who made NBA Jam, and I sent them a letter saying they should make NBA Jam, but with college teams. And they sent me a letter back, said, uh, thank you, but we don't take ideas from outside sources. And then about a year later, College Slam came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think not. Mm-hmm. Hey, I sent him one in. Uh, I sent one in to claim, too, about NBA Jam. I said, why is Michael Jordan not in this game? And I never got a response. Because they couldn't pay enough for Michael Jordan. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I know now yep. that I'm older, but when I was a kid, I was like, why is Michael Jordan not in this game? Yep. I you just thought they just didn't like Michael Jordan, or they forgot to put Michael Jordan yeah, in the I game? Yeah, I thought maybe they forgot. <laughs> they <laughs> forgot to you... put the best player of all time in the game. <laughs> hey, I, how old was I? Like 12? <laughs> yeah. We, sh- we should have sent them saying, hey, you did NBA Jam. Can we get Space Jam? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you really, really want- why not? I think in retrospect, I think history's shown that that he blew it by not having himself in NBA Jam. Arguably, no, not arguably. I think it's the best basketball game of all time. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, can you really say Michael Jordan blew it in life in general? Yeah, I don't no. think he's. I, mean, I don't think he's really losing any about sleep. <laughs> don't think he's losing any sleep about it. <laughs> he's probably not. The funniest thing to saying. me, though, is. We used to do that. We used to write letters. You get mad or you think, oh, I need to talk to this big, huge corporation. I'm going to write them a letter. Mm -hmm. People don't do that Mm -hmm. anymore. Does anybody? Yeah, people need to start writing letters again. Last time I wrote a letter, okay, I sat down. uh, It was my current wife, who was not my wife at the time, and uh, Slapper Bags, who if you listen to our show, you'll know who that is. And Mm -hmm. uh, all three of us sat down and wrote letters to companies because we were just wanting to write a letter to company. My wife picked Stouffer's, the uh, freezer, uh, Italian <laughs> freezer foods. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. It gets better. Uh, Slapper Bags, uh, I think he picked um, DiGiorno pizzas, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I picked, uh, what's the name of that beef jerky company, the, the popular one? Slim Jim. Jacklings? Uh, no, I think it was Slim Jim at the time. It would have been Slim Jim. So we all sent letters out, right? I didn't get a response. John didn't get a response. But my wife <laughs> got coupons. <laughs> wow. They sent her back coupons. They're like, thank you. Thank you for enjoying our Stouffer's foods. Here's some, have some coupons for lasagna or something like that. So that was only 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. There you go. So it pays to send letters sometimes. <laughs> well, 30, 33% of the, of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, uh, our last insert here is about the Players' Poll Contest winner. There is a Jurassic Park-themed Players' Poll Contest where they sent some folks out to a real dinosaur dig. They consulted with uh, Dr. Jack Horner, who uh, consulted on Jurassic Park, and he was the model for the character of Dr. Grant in the novel. And uh, so it looks like he had a good time. This kid is... His name is Justin Murray of Monterey, California. Went with his mom, his dad, and his brother. And you can see pictures of them at the uh, the dig site there. 
Uh, it looks I like. I wonder where he is now. Yeah, Justin, you out yeah. there, buddy? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> is he listening to the show? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if, if our download numbers are any indication, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> yeah, there's but no way he's listening to ours. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, okay, so that's all for the mailbag. So I think we'll be covering. Yeah, before we get there, I just want to. We got a letter from Gail here from the editor in chief, Infinite Power. She's talking up. Hey, you saw player? Have you played Killer Instinct? Well, get ready for the Nintendo Ultra 64 that's coming out, and you're going to be super impressed with it. And by the way, it's going to be super affordable or reasonable. Plus, she said so. More technology plus massive marketing power equals an incredible deal for you. So she's uh, talking that up now. All right. We all ready to get into Wario's Woods? Yeah, I am. All right. Take it over, guys. So we're skipping pages here because we want to talk about the... the, uh, Do your listeners follow along? I'm sure they do, right? Who knows? We're going to say that they do. (laughs) If they go back to us, we'd know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're, to our listeners who may be reading along with us, uh, we're skipping ahead to page 78 to the that's last to Nintendo see. game ever published. Yeah. Ooh, that's, oh, that's great. scary. Speaking of historical facts about this game, Justin, do you have any for us? I do. So, Wario Woods, as my thunder has now been stolen, <laughs> uh, was the last official licensed game for the NES in North America. So this is also the last show of two dudes in the NES. We're just covering this game. We're done. Yep, we covered <laughs> them all. So, yeah. uh, No, no. Just joking. But uh, this game was actually simultaneously released for the NES and Super NES. And it not only was the last official game released for the NES in North America, it is the only game in the uh, NES library to be rated by the ESRB. Interesting. So, and it got the kids to adult rating, ages six and above. Ooh, so, five year olds need not apply. Yeah, no, it's too much for five years old. Five year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also well, the first and last appearance of Wario on the NES. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was just going to say, spoiler alert uh, for a little bit later. Yes, this is too much for a five-year-old. It was almost too much for a 32-year-old. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, think so Warrior, I think Warrior would be happy knowing that he ushered in the end of the console that Mario built. Yeah. Like, this uh, is the ultimate castle, sand castle kickdown. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. Um, but anyway, it was developed with by Nintendo's R&D 1. That needs no introduction. Um, and the director was Kenji Mickey, who was also the director of Golf, the beloved NES game Golf. All right. You know? Yeah, everybody loves that one, right? Yeah, well, it's okay. And the NES and Super NES versions had uh, different designers. So I'm only going to give credence to the NES designers. By butchering their names. <laughs> Soichiro Tomita was the. And Masahiro Laimira. Or Aimira. And Nataka Onishi. Onishi. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, not only was it, the, like I said, the last official license any Nintendo game to be released for the NES, it was also a release for the uh, Super Nintendo. And there were two versions that were actually released in Japan for Saddle of You, which is a satellite modem add-on for the Super Famicom. Uh, and this game had quite the following in Japan. Um, probably way more than it did in the U.S. And it was uh, welcome to mixed reviews, um, ranging from pretty much just a lot of the reviews are kind of three and a half to four star, kind of five star type reviews. So, uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mike, did you have this game? Did you go on a journey to find this game and embarrass your 32-year-old self? <laughs> uh, no. I Well, yeah, sort of, I guess. The I bought this game <laughs> in an eBay lot several years ago. I was expecting something totally different. And, uh, well, we can get into that during the spoiler... Not spoiler review. <laughs> during the gameplay review. But, um, yeah, no, I just... It's kind. Of, I hate saying when I get games in an eBay lot, so what, like twenty games, because there's like no personal connection with that. But so be it. That's where I got this game. I'm hoping maybe since I have such a boring quest for the car, I'm hoping maybe one of our guests here will have a more in-depth personal connection to this game. Maybe just cross my fingers, hoping Mike Ben maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had barely even heard of this game until I started covering Nintendo power and wondering, I wonder what the last NES game was. Ah. So this was a complete ship in the night passing me by. Once I got my super Nintendo, I had final fantasy two, three chrono trigger, secret of mana, earthbound legend of Zelda link to the past. Legend of Lugaya, Lafia, uh, all those games, like Rocky, Pocky, and Rocky. Once I had the Super Nintendo, I did not look back. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. We'll talk about that more here in a minute, I'm sure. But that's kind of the problem with this game is mm-hmm. there was a lot. I mean, we were I, we're years into the any or the SNES too here, so there's a ton mm-hmm. of awesome games out there at this point. But Ben, had you heard of it prior to? Uh, just through Nintendo Power coverage, never never played it until, you know, prepping for this this episode. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case with a lot of people out there, and I wonder how many copies it actually sold, uh, especially the NES version. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it goes for. I may have I may have gotten super lucky if it's an expensive game. I don't know. We'll find out later. All right. So, Justin, did you ever have this game? I don't think you did. No. Yeah, oh, I, didn't I didn't have it. So let's talk about it. And to kick off our gameplay discussion, I've got a little treat for us. I'm going to read from the manual. All right. Yeah. It's not quite like reading through an Nintendo Power. It's close, though. <laughs> okay? It's close. Does the first page go, sucker? <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> it's like, hey, did you expect to be playing a game where you're Wario dancing in the woods? Wrong. Yeah, were you expecting an action platformer? No. Were you expecting the usual Nintendo quality? Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. Look at it. Were you expecting the system to go out with a bang from the company making it? Mm Mm-mm. Nope. Hmm. Anyways, (laughs) there's like no story in the... The manual's not even that great either. Normally we get a cool story. No, it just kicks off right off the bat. Uh, Here's how you play the game. Uh, Which... 
they are, they are going to have to really explain this game well because, like I said, uh, it's pretty complicated game actually, especially <laughs> for a puzzle game. But I'm not actually, you know, now that I'm looking at the manual, I don't think I'm going to read in it. I really don't. It's it's a beautiful manual. Uh, if anybody's curious to look it up, like it's very colorful. Um, it's probably one of the better looking manuals as far as looks go on the NES. If you want to look it up, but um, it's not. It's it's mainly just telling you how to play the game, which is necessary. It's it's just, it's more of a necessary manual. It's like it's like the manual you get with your IKEA desk. You got to have it because you got to put the desk together, right? <laughs> Is, that it, it, is the is the game manual in Swedish? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I'm. Maybe that's my problem. It's just holding it, drawings. It tells oh, you how to go. it tells you how to assemble the cartridge. <laughs> they don't get to the story until halfway through the manual. Here it is. Okay, here we go. I got a story now. The peaceful woods were once a friendly home for sprites and gentle creatures. Since the invasion of Wario and his band of monsters, though, this quiet community has been turned upside down. Now it is Wario's woods, and peaceful creatures are not welcome. Toad, the Mushroom Kingdom hero, uh, not the last time I checked, uh, has Super made his Mario, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, I still don't know that I would call him the Mushroom Kingdom hero. I, I think Mario's <laughs> already got that bill. Yeah, He's got I think top so. billing on that list, right? Uh, Toad, the Mushroom Kingdom hero, has made his way to Wario's woods in order to quiet the sinister... Mm, it's a little blurry. I don't know what it says. Lout and win the woods back for the sp- sprites. The sprites can create bombs. It's Toad's job to take the bombs and line them up with the enemies of the woods and make enemies go down in defeat. If Toad clears enough monster pack sections of the f- forest, he'll go up against the mighty Wario himself. Ba ba ba. Right. <laughs> Sheesh. So, what'd you guys think of this game? Anybody? I uh, played it, and it's kind of like the the developing team said, "What if we made Doctor Mario, but turned it inside out and hung it on a rack like a rabbit?" <laughs> okay, yeah, that's kind of a morbid description, but yeah, yeah, I'll take it. It was a morbid experience. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, I described it to Mike like uh, it's Doctor Mario, except instead of. Uh, you know, you're guiding the medicine or pills downwards. You're just preparing for the descent. So rather than you controlling the things that are falling, you have a uh, toad on the ground and he's moving things around to prepare for the bombs that are, or whatever is falling. Yeah, I would, here's, I would describe it. It, to me, it feels like, um, like if you're a really clean person, and you walk into like somebody, like a hoarder's house. Like say your mom's a hoarder and you walk into her house. You're like, oh, I got to clean this up. That's Toad. <laughs> but, but yet they keep messing it up. They keep messing up his house. And he's like trying to clean it up, trying to clean it up. And they keep throwing stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Cleaning up, cleaning with bombs. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, you got to line up all the, you know, the dirty plates and set a bomb mm-hmm. on top of them. And then you got to pile the up plates. The, you got to pile up the newspapers together yep. and then the cat food tins. I might finish that soda later. You never know. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah. It that is kind of what it is. It's it's a mixed. It's kind of a cross between I guess Tetris and uh, Doctor Mario. But at the same time, you don't control the stuff falling. You kind of have to clean it up and make it available mm-hmm. to be destroyed. So it's mm-hmm. really an it really is an interesting concept. I uh, I just cannot. I don't know if it's because I couldn't wrap my head around it or that it's just 
not even though it's an interesting concept it's not really a good one maybe every hmm. other puzzle game nintendo put out was better right. true. And, and it's like it started off great and then tapered off like dr mario came out first and it was perfect yoshi came out and it was okie dokie yoshi's cookie came out and it was like a slight rise in quality and then and then this yeah you know i don't i don't necessarily want to call it a bad game but I would say that it's very middle of the road as far as puzzle games. I've played worse puzzle games. I've not played mm-hmm. worse puzzle I'm, I'm with you, though. I've not played worse puzzle games by Nintendo. So mm-hmm. that's kind of disheartening. It does have some really cool ideas, though, like boss battles in a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. And the bosses are, like, there. I think that's really cool. And they actually, uh, yeah. in, in Nintendo Power here, they say Wario's Woods is the best, best of Tetris, Dr. Mario, and Yoshi combined into one. Yeah, traitors. <laughs> traitors. Wow. Yeah, so you guys sure you want to continue being a... Well, we're just going to dismantle both podcasts perhaps here. Are you sure you want to trust these guys after that comment? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, we, we've, we've uh, you know, we, we object to different things. We don't always take their word for it. Okay, all right. It's all right. Yeah, they'll t- they'll talk about how great the the CD-ROM technology is when because of this beautiful CD-ROM attachment that's coming out for the Super Nintendo, and then right out of nowhere they'll just be like, you know what? Uh, they're not even going to say they're not doing it anymore. They'll just say we're making a new system, and you know CDs just I mean they're just so much on them. It takes forever to load, and you know <laughs> yeah. you can get a lot on them, but it takes so long to get them. It's like oh come on, I mean yeah. you can't have it both ways, you hypocrites. I mean, yep. it's not like they're they're not biased or anything, so it's not. <laughs> it's totally, it's okay. Of course not. Um, oh. So, yeah, I don't know. Justin just dropped off. I don't know if it's because he fell asleep and he, or he's got to get up in the morning. He's done, but uh, maybe he'll think, message me and let me know. I think he had a problem with Nintendo Power. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was that trader's comment. He it was he's just like, nope, this is getting too polarized. I I got to bail. Yeah. Well, if he's gone, he's gone. If he wants to come back, I'll bring him back. But we can continue on regardless. Um, so also things we talk about when we talk about the game, besides just the gameplay, is you know, we want to talk about like the graphics. What do you think about the graphics? It's the last NES game to come out on the mm-hmm. NES. It should have the best graphics of all of them, right? So yep. does it? Mm, no. I don't think that's bad for a Nintendo game. I mean, it's a puzzle game, so it's hard to judge graphics. But it's got some, you know, nice animations. You got Wario. He's up in the corner. He's making faces at you. You know, he's trying to mess you up. And he'll send, like, a wall or a thwomp or something uh, to, to make it more difficult, you know, give you less space to work in. And then you, as Toad, you can kind of, when you move on, you move on between between stages. You know, it's no... Super Mario Bros. 3 or anything, but uh, it's not terrible. This is not all orange. It's true. Mm, uh, yeah. I think it actually does have some pretty decent graphics in it. I think it's got, uh, like, the background is really where it kind of stands out. Of course, they kind of steal a lot of Super Mario 3's assets on that, I think, with mm-hmm. the backgrounds. But uh, for a puzzle game, you know, I think it looks pretty good. I don't think it's. And it may just be because they have no need to make it one of the best-looking games on the NES, but I do think there's a ton of games that look better. And for the yeah. last game on the system, you know, I would think you would want to kind of go out with a bang, but maybe it had already sizzled by this point. And there's, I mean, yeah, you know, Kirby. It's their Kirby's one of their properties, and that looks beautiful. 
Yeah, I think Kirby's Adventure mm-hmm. may be more of a swan song in the graphics department than this game is. But yeah, for sure. All right. So, what other <laughs> segments do you have for this game? Well, uh, you know, we got uh, music. What do you like about the music, or do you not like the music? It was passable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not it wasn't awful. About yeah. One. See, you know, when it comes to puzzle games you're going to have to love the music for the most part because it's going to repeat over and over again. It's going to mm-hmm. be on loop. You're going to hear it over and over and over. We'll go back to Dr. Mario for an example of awesome music that yep. repeats over and over again and you don't care because it's all it sounds great, right? Yeah, you want right. to hear it. Yeah, and Tetris is the same way. I love the music in Tetris mm-hmm. too. Of course, Tetris sure. is kind of based on like classical music, but regardless. How, how many symphonies do you see on, the, on YouTube performing the theme from Yoshi's Cookie? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or Wario's Woods, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The London but. Philharmonic Orchestra does Wario's toad Woods. catching bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, okay. The graphics, we said they're pretty good. The sound or the music is serviceable, but to me, it gets repetitive, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's just kind of that's a pitfall of the playing on a. Or puzzle game if the music's not just spectacular you're going to notice it mm-hmm. and that's something yes. we talk about sometimes on the on the podcast <clears throat> a lot of times the music is decent and just kind of sits in the background and you never really notice it but in a puzzle game unfortunately if it's just decent music it can't really sit in the background because eventually it's going to come forth mm-hmm. you're going to be hearing that on level nine or whatever in the bot you know and it's going to be uh harsh I didn't get to a boss in this, uh, did you? No. I, I thought I'd be at like 15 levels, and I'm just like, is this it? Because I see, it, like it says, oh, there's a boss every 10 levels, and I was like, I cleared like 15 trees, but apparently you have to clear like 10 trees per round, mm-hmm. and then every five rounds, then yeah, you get a boss. And I was just like, no, I no, this isn't fun anymore. Unfortunately, it takes a long time to get to a boss, and the bosses are probably the best part of the game. They're the most interesting, the most fun. Uh, they're also the most difficult, but that's to be expected, I would think. Um, sure. And but it just—I'm with you. I kind of get—I did make it to boss just because I felt like I had to, just so mm-hmm. that I knew what that felt like. But the game get—it kind of unfortunately gets old to me before I you could even get to the boss, and that's just kind of how I felt about it too. Does the music switch up when you get to the boss? Uh, I think it does, to my recollection. Of course, I, it's been a little while since I played it, because we, behind the scenes, we've been sort of planning this episode for like two months now, <laughs> off, off and on. <laughs> but It's true. So, uh, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Okay. Um, we also typically go over hints and cheats, but I didn't. I don't really know any. Uh, for this game, I couldn't really come up with any tips or <laughs> hints or cheats, so uh, we'll just we'll just breeze right past that one. Move, move, t- move, totem, pick up stuff. Yeah, as I yeah. say, here's a here's a tip: play Doctor Mario instead, <laughs> or Tetris. Tip, actually, but here's something I'll t- I will say: something that I didn't realize when I was playing the game for the longest time, and it made me feel like an idiot. Um, that does kind of seem like a running theme on our podcast too. That happens to me all all the time. I'll be playing a game for. 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. before I realized that you could do something else. I didn't realize that A and B did different things. And that seems like a no brainer now that one of the buttons picks up a whole stack of people. One of them just picks up a single person, mm. but, but it took me forever to figure that out. I didn't. 
Well, I hadn't gotten far enough to figure that out. I, you know, I figured, okay, this this buttons does the same thing. Yeah, you know, since I tried both of them. Yeah, but they don't actually. One button does one thing, and one does the other. So makes more sense that way. Yeah. What what are the now? There's different modes in this. Uh, What I see there's a two player battle as well. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to experience that, but there's also a uh, time trial, you know. Um, and uh, some other things. I think there's a, a mode that teaches you how to play the game, too, which is nice. Hmm. Um, yeah, some sample stages you step by, go through step-by-step, step, and it teaches you and tells you what to do. Oh, it's even got, um, oh, what's her name, Birdo, yeah. telling you about it. Birdo's yeah, a guy, just to let you know. He was the first transgendered character in Mario. Well, he's, well if, he's, if he's post, you know, transition, don't we refer to her now? Isn't that we, don't know, we don't know if they're pre-op or post-op. Does, I mean, he she's wearing a bow, I'm assuming, and pink. Yeah. Well, well, well he can definitely pass, so there's that. All right. We, we don't know like if he feels like the operation is necessary to complete All her right. identity. Okay. Remember that they're on a family-friendly <laughs> show, right? Are you suggesting those people are controversial? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm suggesting, suggesting we this change the topic. This probably controversial. <laughs> Anyways, so Birdo's uh, in the corner. Say, yeah, let me just say, I would recommend doing the lesson mode. If mm-hmm. you, I think the game should probably almost force you to do the lesson mode. Because the overarching theme for me in this game is this game is complicated for mm-hmm. a puzzle game. Mainly because it's different than most every puzzle game, but it's, it's kind of complicated. And I didn't realize until minutes in that you could walk, you know, Toad can like scale walls and stuff. Yeah. And walk around weird, things. Right? Hey, he's Spider-Toad. Well, you can't jump in it, which is off-putting at first, because <laughs> you would expect that in a Mario game, right? But he can right. climb walls with ease, like he's a Spider-Man or something. Yeah, do you know what the difference is between the game type select, like A and B? Because I don't see them specifying that in B this. B is coverage. more difficult, I know that. Um, but I don't know what the difference is exactly. I should, probably should have known that going into this podcast, but you know that's the way we roll over here. We don't know anything. We expect <laughs> we expect the listeners to tell us, and then mm. you know. I see. So you well, adopted the PWP method of podcasting. Yes. I think that's most people's method of podcasting. Because here's the thing: crowdsourcing always knows more than you do. So true. <laughs> well, would you guys? The hive mind. I did. I did do a little research. Would you guys like to know the origin of Wario's name? Sure. So it's it, like it, a M turned upside down. That that was sort of like the um, the cake topper for the design. Um, but they started with the name. They they decided that uh, when they were making Super Mario Land two, that uh, Mario needed a new objective. You know, they didn't. They were tired of having Mario go and uh, save you know Princess Daisy or uh, Princess Peach or whatever they were called back in the day. Coastal. And uh, they wanted Mario to, to fight to win back something of his own. So they, uh, the director of Super Mario Land 2 wanted to introduce the new character, and they derived the name from the Japanese word, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, Warui, W-A-R-U-I, which means bad. And um, so his physical... Design his personality is based on the idea that a protagonist should have an arch rival, and this was inspired by the relationship that uh, Popeye has to Bluto. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bluto is more physically uh, well-built, motivated by self-interest, and more cunning than uh, Popeye. I did not know any of that. That's good Good info. Thank so, you. So, Waduri. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> my, little, my little contribution. And, and also, thank you for showing us up on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm kidding i'm kidding uh so okay we can we can kind of wrap this up a little bit the the last thing we normally do when we talk about the gameplay is we ask we talk about we look at how much it goes for today and we say is it worth it or not at that price so i will tell you um i just a quick search on ebay at sold listings recently the NES copy goes anywhere from just a loose copy goes anywhere from ten to twenty dollars. So somewhere in the ten to twenty dollar range for the NES copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think? Mm, is it worth it at that price? It depends on what you're doing. If you do getting it to play, I would say no. If you got to <laughs> fill out your collection at ten bucks, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're if you got to fill out your collection at ten bucks, it's must at, have at 40 bucks it's a must have right if you got to fill it out <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah. i would i would say no myself i would say no it's not just because i don't know though it, it i let me go back a little bit i think it's neat to say that you have the last game mm-hmm. that nintendo ever released and for ten dollars to get the last game nintendo ever released if you're a collector that's a that's a something right you know Mm-hmm. Would I play it? I don't think so. But I, w- I, th- I think I would say that it's worth it because it's not a bad game, and you may like it. It may be just it's, it may have to fit your style or something. But um, it's not a bad game. Ten bucks is not a whole lot to pay, and it's the last game that Nintendo ever released on the NES. So to me, that adds about five dollars. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say it is worth it. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, it's worth it to say you have it. But if you're looking for games to play, like. Are you sure you haven't tried Tetris or Dr. Mario or Yoshi's Cookie first? That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's not worth it ten dollars to play. If this was a game that was rele- was any other release on the NES, it's definitely not worth it. But <laughs> even if it was free, like it came with another game, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go play this other game then. I don't know that I'm that against it, but uh, yeah, I would say that it's probably the worst of the Nintendo puzzle games but i do like the fact that it does, tries to do some interesting things i wish there was maybe like a boss mode where you could actually just play the bosses because that's the best part of the game mm-hmm. um but there's not you have to slug through like 45 minutes or 30 to 45 minutes depending on how good you are uh, it's not even an R- it's not even an rpg and it already institutes grinding yeah <laughs> yeah it's true so i did read that there are, are differences between the main difference between the NES version and the Super Nintendo version is the ending of the game. So the end of the Nintendo version, uh, when you when the heroic Toad defeats Wario and saves the woods, you basically just chase Wario out of the woods and he goes <laughs> running away. In the Super Nintendo version, it's a little more uh, a little more violent, where Toad throws a a giant bomb at the castle, and. Uh, it blows up with Wario still inside and goes <laughs> crashing down. Yikes. Oh my God. Does it show like a cross on top of the pile to let you know he's dead? <laughs> I, I, did, I don't know. The article I read didn't, didn't go that far to mention. <laughs> I would assume uh, not. <laughs> oh my God. The toad, toad's a psycho. 
That is fantastic. I kind of feel bad for Wario now. <laughs> I know. Guy. He gets beaten up by a friggin' grunt. Like, like this guy couldn't even protect the princess from getting kidnapped by Bowser, and he th- shows up Wario. I mean, Mario doesn't even show up, and he gets his butt kicked. And that's kind of be bad for his ego. A friggin', <laughs> friggin' chump out of nowhere comes out. Ugh. No, right. All right, so at this point, you guys normally read your, your listener feedback? Uh, well, we do two more things, and then okay. we read our listener feedback. feedback. Um, sorry if it's going a little long. Oh, no no problem. Um, we do, and th- we didn't probably preface this enough for you, but we do what's called retrofitted trophies, where we oh. try to give them some kind of like an achievement or a trophy or something like that, like you get on Xbox or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But in a retro sense. So we try to come up with some clever ones. I didn't, you know, you're going to have to do it on spot because I didn't tell you ahead of time. So that's <laughs> kind of my fault. But just just to make you feel a little bit better, oftentimes I may have one or two, and then the rest of them I come up with on spot. So Okay. So this is for things you do in the game? Yeah. Or... Like, yeah. So okay. Something you do in the game, or sometimes we'll even do something silly, like something you do outside of the game, you get achievement. Like if it's a really terrible game, if you light the game on fire, you get an achievement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there is no limit to what you can come up with feel free to go all out i normally just do just do easy stuff like what you can do in the game so okay well i would say as soon as you boot up you get a uh, you unlock a trophy right there and there for purchase the last nes game ever made okay yeah (laughs) that's good i'd say after the first 15 levels you get the masochist achievement (laughs) nice (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, wow, you guys are better than this man. <laughs> we we uh, only do non-prep, so yeah. So you, you Our improv skills are legit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You that's got right. a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So there's a. I got a trophy in the name entry screen, where you put your name in. Uh, if you put in W A R O, yeah, because it's only four letters. Mm-hmm. But you put in W-A-R-O, um, the trophy. I'm trying to come up with a clever name for it. But basically, you're putting in Wario as your name. So it's kind of like, whose game is this anyways? Who, whose side are you on? You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. That's, that's the name of it. Whose side are you on if you put in Wario as your name? Oh, I wonder what happens if you put Toad in there, for real. That uh, would work. I don't know. That may be like a cheat or something, actually. Mm. Listeners, go find out for us and let us know. <laughs> yes, please. And we apologize for asking you to play this game. <laughs> they might have gotta, it already. You never yeah, know. All you got to do, all you got to do, just enter the inner toad. Although I think you have to play it for a little while first, because that's where I think it's like the high score. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall this being like an RPG where you have to enter your name in first. So yeah, but it I must be like I, a <laughs> a high score thing where it's like congratulations, you got the high score. I've only got four characters, so I can't put in what have I done with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, but it, I think it has a battery backup, which is kind of neat for a puzzle game. Save your... Oh, well, there's a good sports. reason. There's a good reason to buy the game. You get a spare battery for your other game pack. There you go. <laughs> Harvest it. <laughs> so, you can, so you can keep your Legend of Zelda game going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So the last thing we do is we come up with a uh, ranking or we rate the game. But we typically don't rate it like 1 to 10 or something like that. We just come up with some kind of silly something like type of 
waffle or something. You know, it's just something crazy off the wall that makes no sense. But we try to re- bring it back in, related to the game somehow. Okay. Okay. So let's go with um, let's go with jam because this game's very colorful. So what, you know, like a strawberry jam, grape jam, whatever, whatever you think is can tie this in. And I, to give you an example, I will go first. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with grape jam because. I like a lot. I like jams. I like a, a lot of jams, just like I like puzzle games. But uh, grapes, my least favorite. And Wario's Woods, while I like it, and if it, it'll do in a pinch, mm-hmm. just like grape jam. If I have a biscuit, of course I'm in Tennessee. You know, I, we eat biscuits. If I have a biscuit, oh yeah, I need some. I need some jam. I would prefer like a strawberry or a blackberry, but grape will do. Just like Wario's Woods, if I really need to play a puzzle game, I prefer like a Doctor Mario or something. But uh, Wario's Woods will do. So that's my that's my rating. Okay. It's a type of jam. I don't know a whole lot of types of jams. I'm not a jam, big jam guy. Well, just think of any fruit <laughs> and it's a jam. <laughs> any fruit and it's a jam? You can make it I'll go with the. Um, you basically just add sugar and mush it up. I'll go with peach jam then. Mm. I don't know if that's a jam or not. I'm sure it is. Because uh, peaches are really kind of pretty to look at. They're not have a, kind of like that look like a little butt almost. <laughs> the nice color to it. You know, they're fuzzy on the outside. So it's kind of, oh, this is interesting. This is going to be good, you know. Except I don't like peaches. So <laughs> I bite into it, you know. I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay. You know, it's it's sweet and all that. But it's like, hmm, I'd rather have like a apple or, you know, grape, <laughs> banana, something. Ooh, banana jam. I've never heard of that. But that I like that sounds like the name of a good southern rock band, banana jam. That actually sounds like a great band name. You're right. Let's start a band. You might not <laughs> play drums. <laughs> if can I do it with a Nintendo controller? <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll figure that out. <laughs> I, I have a rock band set somewhere. All right, sounds good. All right, Mike. Uh, if I was going to go with fruits for jams, I would give it the durian fruit because that is a fruit that is forbidden from air travel because it smells like turpentine and onions garnished with gym socks. Oh, wow. It is Harsh. banned from countries for travel because of its odor. Harsh. Anthony right. Bourdain said that it was indescribable, something you will either love or despise, but your breath will smell as if you've been French kissing your dead grandmother. Oh. So you're and that's from Anthony you Bourdain. like this game a lot? <laughs> no, I'm saying I like necrophilia. So you're saying that the Dorian fruit, you, you, you're you saying you eat Dorian fruit to hide the halitosis. For my nightly activities, yes. Gotcha. So that okay. people will think I only smell like that. I see. Ten All right. So that's pretty much where we're going to stop for us to, as, as far as the Two Dudes podcast goes. We are going to, I guess from this point... So the listeners get a little more background noise, uh, a little inside baseball. We're going to now, you guys are going to go switch over to do the rest of your show like you do with the the rest of the magazine. Mm -hmm. And Justin and I are going to take listener feedback for our show and then somehow mash these together. So if you want the total content of this show, Mm -hmm. of both shows, you're going to have to go listen to both shows. If you want just this mashup portion, you can get it on either one. Makes sense? Yep. And I will uh, throw out a little uh, disclaimer uh, for anyone that wants to check out the Play With Power podcast. As you might, as you might could tell, 
from listening to Mike. Uh, we we are not a, necessarily a family friendly show. Oh, I'm the, I'm the um, disclaimer. Yes, you're the well, disclaimer. Well, you've been towing the line on us here, towing the yeah. line. You've been you've been you've been uh, you know crossing that line. I've, I've been on good behavior here. Um, so, yeah, so if you, you go man. check we'll, out, we'll invite you back. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if anyone checks out our show, just just know that we rated it M for mature. So we make we make a, a lot of off color jokes and, and humor and stuff like that. There's so. no I rating for immature. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. They should start one of those. They should. All right. Well, All right. thank you. Thanks so, so much for doing this collaboration with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, both you guys on. Sorry, we couldn't get uh, more Justin. I know he had to, he had to run. It's it's late where you guys are. It is. It is. It's like twelve thirty here. I know. Morning. And thanks for, thanks for accommodating for my uh, West Coast time here. <laughs> hey, no problem. We had fun. It was good. Um, Appreciate it. I don't think I'm going to be able to hang around either, though, because we went a little longer than I was expecting. But you guys enjoy the rest of the, uh, your show. I hope the I hope the listeners from each podcast decide to at least give us each, give each other a shot. So very good. And uh, where where can uh, listeners find your show, good sir? You can find us at nesdudes.com. That's the best place to find us. Where can they find you? Playingwithpowerpodcast.com. And we're, we've got links there to Facebook. And uh, we have, we're on YouTube as well and iTunes, of course. It's all on there. Sweet. But uh, we're mainly a Facebook-type uh, t- hosted-centric joint. How about you guys? Yeah, mainly Facebook. We tried it. We get some Twitter action, too. And we got one guy on Google+, Plus, which I guess I got to give him a shout-out. Shout-out to oh. Ryan Ballard. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still hold, so, holding strong out there. He's holding hold down. Out. He's holding down that Google Plus fort. <laughs> Eventually, they're just going to kick him out. Kick him out. But yeah, for now, he's there. So right on. Anyway, yeah, we're Facebook centric. It's the easiest place to be for just about everything because everybody's on there. All right. Well, thanks so much. Good luck. All right. Have fun. Same to you. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Justin. What's up, man? I've officially lost all of my podcasting mojo. Every bit of it. No fire and no flame. Nope, it's gone. So we just spent 10 minutes, probably I would say at least half to a third of what we were going to be doing tonight, uh, recording some awesome stuff, some really good tangents. Great uh, tangents. Best, some of the best tangents. And, uh, you know, some really good listener feedback from Facebook, which we'll get back to that. But uh, that uh, that first, you know, that first feeling you get when you first read that feedback, and you get your real, real reaction to it, mm-hmm. all that's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Every bit of it. Gone. My computer just shut down and said, "Hey, all that stuff you just did, I don't like it. It's going in the trash." So no more surprise reaction. So we've already heard your feedback, guys, and uh, we're going to hear it again. And we're going to yeah. pretend like we are hearing it for the first time, and it's great. And I had some good tea. Even though it's all not really all that great. No, I'm yeah. just joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also talked about beds. 
in the bed. Oh, man. The People hall, are really going to miss that. That was some good bed talk, which I think we're going to skip now. We'll make them back to beds one day. Yeah. Uh, we should just do a whole Patreon on beds. Yeah, after that little bit of bed talk that we had on the episode that we just lost, mm-hmm. I think we could probably fill two Patreon episodes about beds because that was some good stuff. Right. It was good. But was alas, good. it wasn't meant to be. No. I guess also, this is the Wario's Woods episode, part two. Uh, you may or may not have already heard our part one with Playing With Power podcast. They already released their episode, and we have not released ours yet, but tonight, if we keep the recording this time, tonight should tonight, be the night. Tonight, Yeah. So. All right. So, start off with some Facebook feedback. Let's do it. So, Greg Polander says, oh, accidentally clicked on Greg Polander's name, so... Pulled up his. You're just finding out everything you ever wanted to know about Greg. Just, I'm just going to read Greg Polander's Facebook page. Uh, so uh, you know, should be great pod here. It's riveting, riveting podcast. Learning all about Greg. I feel, <laughs> yeah. Well, if we, it could be a riveting podcast, learning all about Greg. To be honest, but I would want Greg on here mm-hmm. for that podcast. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to just. Talk about him. Right. It's back. Right. Anyways. So, what did All Greg right, say? Here we go. Greg Pullender says, never played it, but heard it was a good puzzle-based game. That box artwork is something else. Ivan Caprod Joslin said, Wario's got little critters in his woods. They get taken out of it by a mushroom-capped little man. Can't wait to hear the pl- playing with power boys cover that idea in a family-friendly way. Looking forward to the team-up episode. It was a good episode, and for the most part, it was family-friendly. Mike got a little loose near the end, but mm-hmm. uh, it was good. Yeah. And Adam Malone says, I have it for my SNES, and it's the only game out of hundreds in my collection that no matter what, won't play. Now, I don't know if he means he refuses to play it. <laughs> Or if it the game itself won't function, play? I don't know. Maybe he yeah. can let us know. Yeah, you got to let no. us know because I would be curious too. Because right. either one would work. If you listen to the rest of this podcast, you would know that either one of those scenarios could fit. Right. Chris Vanderhoff says never played it, but it looks like a Tetris slash Yoshi clone. Last licensed Nintendo game to be released. And Aaron Hickman said way better than Yoshi by far. The SNES version was a tad better, but I own the NES one around 95. Really solid, fun game with a unique premise, since you play as Toad in his own game. Douglas DeLecky Jr. says, last official NES release, December 94, I think. Got it, but never played it. (laughs) Never played it. Got Got it? Did he get it in 94 and spent all of his life since 94, 20, just not 23 playing. years, still hasn't played it. Tyler Jones says, I've played it sparingly, but know of its cult following as a good puzzle game. When will you guys review King's Quest V? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. I don't know. Uh, is this the same Tyler from our, from Chili's, from that episode we talked about Tyler from Chili's? Vomit. The Vomit, vomit Child. Tyler? The Vomit Tyler. 
I hope. We can dream. We can only dream. Although, <laughs> only... I'm assuming his name, the guy actually vomiting probably wasn't Tyler, unless he was screaming no. his own name. Right. right. <laughs> like, Tyler, why must you do this all the time at Chili's? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why? Every time at Chili's. Every time I come here. <laughs> John Simmons says I've never played it so I'll wait for your review to see if I should give it a shot or not Gail Wilson says is this the first time we meet Mario or <laughs> Mario <laughs> Wario um, and Chris Vanderhoff pretty much answered the question uh, I think the Game Boy game came first which it did Wario was first featured as the bad guy in Super Mario Land 2 for the Game Boy. And Jeremy Sharp rounds us out to, I went to four retro game stores today but couldn't find it. I remember when it came out and even some of the commercials, but never played it. I did, however, buy Popeye mm-hmm. while I was looking, which has nothing to do with this podcast, but I didn't go home empty-handed. Looking forward to another great pod. Thanks, dudes. Nice. And uh, in the unreleased lost episode we went on a big tangent about Popeye which we probably won't go into again it's a great podcast but wait till our Popeye episode and we'll bring it back up promise yeah there's a lot to talk about about Popeye yeah there's lots of Popeye talk in the future but you got uh, we get a little tangent between uh, social media I hate to force them but you know you did watch Power Rangers I did watch Power Rangers which I really, really enjoyed. Um, there were some parts that were somewhat cringeworthy uh, in that they, you know, there were, you know, that kind of awkwardness. Just tell, that movie's old enough. What part are you talking about? Or what parts I, are you talking about? Okay. One early scene, uh, Lynn, uh I guess the girl that plays Kimberly uh-huh. is getting picked on or whatever by two other girls. So she goes to her, she goes to the bathroom, cuts her hair mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know. But it's not just cut. It's like perfectly cut. <laughs> she comes out and it's like all styled and stuff. It's like, <laughs> you don't know. Uh, she may be a stylist. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but, that is uh, funny. That is funny, actually. Yeah. But that's a, uh, that's, it's a movie, okay? That's, I mean, that's going to happen, right? I, let me say, I will preface that when I watched Power Rangers, because I watched it not too long ago, too. I, uh, when I watched it, was when I was on those meds from when I got the food poisoning, which I don't know mm-hmm. if I talked about on the podcast or not. I don't remember. But anyways, I got food poisoning, and I got medication to keep me from spewing all over the place, and it made my vision blurry. The medication did so i was watching power rangers with blurry vision so i don't I, I don't her hair looked the same to me the whole movie <laughs> nah, yeah sweet all the special effects looked really good they're a little blurry though, a little grainy yeah you know that's the meds talking yeah you just couldn't see well right so. okay i thought it was pretty good too i i I really like the uh, change in storyline they did from with Rita being an old Power Ranger. I think mm-hmm, cool. mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Banks did a really good, really good job. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, playing Rita. Kind of a role that she's not taken on before. 
Right. What, what kind of stuff has she been in? Was she uh she's been in like romantic comedy type stuff. Comedy right? stuff, yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, she did good. I was I was impressed. Right. Seems more like a Charlize Theron type of a role, but mm-hmm. she really kinda pulled it off. She did. So Alright, do you wanna go to Google Plus? Yeah, let's do it. This is where we lost the podcast last time. Yeah. So it's probably because i use my computer i don't know why i did this normally i use my computer for the podcast only because my computer's like seven years old so i usually use it just to do the podcast and i don't try to do extraneous things on it but i tried to look up the google plus stuff on it while we were talking instead of going to my ipad Mm. dumb mistake and i'm doing it again (laughs) i didn't learn my lesson Let's see how it goes this time. Okay, so Ryan is no longer alone on Google+. He's Which got two friends now. Two friends. Even. Josh Witt and Gab Fleck. So, All right. Josh Witt says, great box art. Also, the only NES box art to sport an ESRB rating. Good call, Josh. Good, good mm-hmm. find. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ryan rounds us out on Google Plus with, I know it's a bit unique in how it has players manipulate the fallen vegetables by having Toad pick them up from the bottom and move them, but I can't help but lump it into the likes of Tetris or Dr. Mario, and I'm not sure that's enough to pull me in. Uh, well, yes, Ryan, it is very <laughs> much like those two games mashed together, right. but with right. a slightly unique element. Right. So that's all of the Google Plus. Now I had a couple tangents. Uh, I've got a few actually, but let me just—I'll let you pick which ones you want me to tell, because I've got okay. a lot. Because I went to Char- i went to uh, Charleston on vacation. I got some stuff okay. I can talk about there. That may could make some good Patreon tangent too. But so, uh, also, did I ever tell you about how I felt like my house in Loudon was haunted? Because there's—that's a tangent I could go down that I don't Let's think do I that revealed. One. You want to go down? That that Let's do that one. Okay, so in Loudon, uh, we lived in the house in Loudon. It was not an old house, so it's not like something you would expect to be haunted or anything. But we would be laying in bed at night, and we had a wraparound porch. It was a wooden wraparound porch. And then we also had an attic. It was a wooden attic. Mm-hmm. So we'd lay, be laying in bed at night, and occasionally we would either hear, we would hear somebody walking on the front porch. It was pretty clear. It was clearly, it sounded like somebody walking on the front porch. Or we would hear somebody walking in the attic. And so for years, we lived there three or four years. For years, I was was always like, no, no, it can't be. Because my wife would always hear it. She would wake me up and make me go out and check the house, right? Mm -hmm. So I never really heard it myself at first. So I would always, she would wake me up and I'd go outside and I'd check. There'd never be anybody anywhere. And this would be like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And this this would happen frequently, like once every couple months. And finally, I heard it, and I was like, I, I woke up, I was like, what is that? She's like, that's what I've been telling you, there's somebody out there on the porch. And so, like, I looked, and like, I even heard the walking whenever, like, I was walking, like, as I was, I didn't ever hear it on the, when I was on the porch, but I could mm-hmm. hear it as I was walking through the house. So it was like, I was awake, you know, walking through the house, right? It's not like I was half asleep hearing this. Like, I was mm-hmm. walking through the house, like, gathering flashlight or something, and the gun, or whatever I needed. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I would hear it. Like I, I, it, it was obviously, it sounded like there was somebody walking around out there. She couldn't, there was no lights or anything. It was pitch black. I couldn't ever see anybody. 
So that happened all the time. And like the attic thing started happening where it sounded like there was, it sounded like, almost sounded like raccoons or something in the attic. So I, I went up there and I was like inspecting the the insulation stuff, thinking there, there would be mm-hmm. animals or critters up there in the attic because it was a lot lighter of a step. But I never found, I never found anything. So I thought it was, it was pretty freaky there once gotten near the end when I was starting to wake up and hear it myself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you got a, see, our bed would face, like, the our heads would be up next to the deck on the yeah. porch. And the front yeah. porch was a wooden, it was just a wooden porch. It was hollow underneath. And it just wrapped around the whole house. And it was you could hear, it would sound like they would start on one end, walk to the other end, and then go back the other way. You could hear, it like, getting further away and coming closer. It was really freaky. <laughs> that is, that's crazy. And I, we never did figure out what it was. I mean, we couldn't. I mean, it sounded like a person walking on it, but I mean, I guess it, it could be explained away in another way, but it's odd. I mean, you could think maybe it's the wood popping and cracking or something because it was fairly new wood. You know, it's only seven. The house is only like six or seven years old, mm-hmm. but it would be odd for the wood to crack and pop in an order that in a row away from you <laughs> and back like somebody walking, pacing the front porch. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, maybe our neighborhood was built on a. Indian barrel ground or something. Who knows? Maybe. He's just chugging out your porch. He's like, this craftsmanship, I tell you, it's good stuff. <laughs> or maybe the guy that built the house died building it. And he never got to finish the front porch and somebody else finished it for him. He's like, ah. Exactly. He's checking it out. Yeah. So anyways, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty freaky. And I don't really believe in ghosts, so that's what made it even freakier. Because I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out a way to explain it. You know? Right. Sure. So anyways, I've got a voicemail. You want to hear it? All right. Yes, we got a voicemail. Voicemail from... Doesn't have a name. No name. Even better. Nameless Joe. This was probably the guy that's been walking on my porch. Probably. Here we go. Hey, dudes. Did you know that Siamese cats actually come from Thailand? Weird. Oh, catch you later. Has nothing to do with video games at all, but uh, Great. something I didn't know. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good tidbit. Something yeah. I really uh, enjoy knowing. Yeah, I'm glad my life is richer knowing that uh, Siamese cats are from Thailand. Oh yeah. yeah. Is there Siamese? What would that be then if it wasn't Thailand? Is there a country of Siamese? Siam? Siam? <laughs> what does Siamese mean? I don't know. That'd be the, that's the real question. That's probably the question. Yeah, Siamese. Yeah. They're Siamese twins, right? Right. Look it up. What does Siamese mean? Native of Siam, Thailand. Oh. It means native of Thailand? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. There you go. We need that uh, NBC, the more you know, noise to go off. Mm-hmm. See, where else do we normally pull feedback from? I think I'm that's not, really it. Twitter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There, aren't, there isn't any on Twitter. So I guess that's about it. I'm just not used to uh, doing this outside of the normal flow. You know? Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. So All a couple right. of tidbits about the things happening on in the world of the podcast. Oh, wait, Facebook page. All right. Oh, okay, so I got two on the Facebook page. Philip the Whovian says, I haven't played enough of it, but it's pretty good. 
Although I find the controls a little stiff, I don't have an original cartridge. In fact, I don't have an NES, despite my love of Nintendo, due to the high price and the fact that Europe is split into two regions. However, I have played it on the Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Also, please don't spread the lie that this was the last NES game ever released. In Japan, a baseball game and Adventure Island 4 were both released after this. And in Europe, The Lion King was released in May 1995. Thank you for making an awesome podcast. Thanks, Philip. Okay, so the North America, it was the last. Yeah, was the last release. right. And uh, I'd be interested to play The Lion King on NES. I would I too. Think, I don't think we got that here. I know we got the Genesis and SNES version. And then Chuck Hurst says, big fan of this game on the SNES. My favorite of all time puzzle game. Never played the NES version. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Favorite all time puzzle game, huh? Hmm. Well, it's basically the same on the NES. There's really not a lot of gameplay differences. I think there's some like cutscene differences and some graphical differences, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of difference that I'm aware of between the games as far as playing them. Yeah. So you're all good there. All right, so now, future of podcast things. Uh, this month, August, our Patreon episode for August is going to be with the Genesis Gems, I think. I mean, I know it is. I just don't know if it's going to be with Aaron, with Nick, with me, with Jess. I don't know who all is going to be in it. We'll find out. Everybody's invited, but it's going to be with yeah. Jesse Jess. It's going to be on both Patreon feeds. You don't have to donate to both. You can if you want to. We encourage it. But as long as you donate to one or the other, you'll get the podcast. Now, with that being said, it's we're talking about Sonic Mania for the Switch. For the Nintendo Switch. And we have a copy of the game to give away. So the way it works is if you donate to us, you get an entry. If you donate to the Genesis Gems, you get an entry. If you donate to both, you get two entries. Ooh. <laughs> right? So, Fancy. Yeah. So if you want to up your chances of winning that game, donate to both of us. And you'll get the episode. So, And that should happen within about a week or so. Patreon.com slash NES dudes. Patreon.com, whatever the Genesis germ jerks are. I won't give their I won't give their actual I could probably look it up, but I'm not gonna do it. Because your first donation should be to us. Then mm-hmm. think about them if you really want to. Which you should. Uh, also, the next one in September will be our however much money we're up to at that point extravaganza where we pick out games. Yeah, that's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good couple episodes. We'll do part of it on the regular episode, and we'll finish it off the second part on the Patreon episode. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I can already. I've already got uh, some ideas of what's going on my list. So that should be a really good episode. And uh, we've got a couple of uh, Patreon picks coming up too. So and uh another ep- an episode with Josh Witt which speaking of we need to you know thoughts and such go out to Josh he's having some some medical issues oh. I, I won't speak of what they are on the podcast I'm, I'll mention it to you off air Justin if you want me to since you're a doctor in training but uh hopefully they get all of his stuff figured out oh yeah sure um and I think that's about it all right. Well, you can find us on any social media like Facebook, 
uh, Twitter, Google Plus. It's growing at Google Plus. Go there and join the party. And you can always call us at... 775, I think. Hold on. I, sh- I should really start pulling this up ahead of time, shouldn't I? It's 775-7-RETRO-1. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's one way to do it. It's 775. You want to try it again? 7-3. Nope, nope, stop, stop. Dang You're going to get people confused. 775-7-RETRO-1 okay. or 775-773-773. 8761. Or if you go to our website, nesdudes.com, cam, I don't know why I said it like that, uh, you can <laughs> click on the little phone icon and bada bing, bada boom, it will ask if you want to call us. And you say yes, because that's why you hit the phone icon. Unless mm-hmm. you hit it by accident, then you can say, no, I don't want to call. But you should. You should call us. You can tell us interesting tidbits about cats. If you want. Yeah. Justin's a big cat guy. Big cat guy. So here's the music to the next game. Uh, Patreon listener out there, listen carefully. You know who you are. Once you hear the game, you'll know which what game is coming up, I hope. You're on deck. You're on deck. Coming up next. And cross our fingers that we didn't lose this one. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah. Is this the way the Canadians podcast? Because we just we don't get called away for nothing. <laughs> it usually doesn't happen. In the earlier uh, earlier days, he used to be located in the basement, oh. and he got interrupted quite a bit more. I see. Well, we just like to talk trash about people when they're not on the actually mm-hmm. not on the horn. Mm-hmm. Here, so. uh, I heard that. <laughs> I talk trash about him to his face when he's on. <laughs>